How many are excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? How many are glad you decided to come to the most exciting place in the kingdom of God in Fort Myers right now? Come on, if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands under God and say, I love a God who's in control. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, say, aren't you glad you're in the house of God today? I turned to your other neighbor, you didn't want to smile out too much and give them a high five. I'm glad to see you in the house of the Lord as well. Now turn around to the ugly one. No, I'm just kidding. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. How many love Jesus with all your heart, soul, and mind and spirit right now? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many got a Holy Ghost smile on their face? See? Everything you went through this week, it's been worth it. All the challenges you had to go through to get here today, it's been worth it. Do I hear an amen somewhere? Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Lift up Jesus every day. How precious he is to all of us. Amen. Praise God. How many appreciate your pastor and his wife? Come on, if you really appreciate them, give them honor. It's good to give double honor to the man of God in your life. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. It's so exciting to live for Jesus. Praise God. While you're standing, if we could turn to Psalms chapter 27, verse 4, Acts 1, 3, and then also Acts 14, 15 through 16. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad to be back in Fort Myers, Florida. This is my home away from home. Amen. I know y'all get tired of listening to me, but I don't get tired of listening to y'all. So y'all shouldn't get tired of listening to me. I got Vangis friends of mine says, man, why you always get to go to Fort Myers? Well, when you got to learn how to build new things and take care of the man of God, you might be all right, you know. That's just a kid, fun side joke we have around here, but amen. But I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. I feel the Holy Ghost is here very, very strongly this morning. I can feel it in my prayers and studies this morning and last night. Holy Ghost wants to talk do its job. Amen. So how many guests we have in the house? How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Come on. We love you. We're glad you're here. And I know Pastor Randy Williams is more excited to see you here. He's out of town having to preach, and he's sharing here, there. You understand, when he gets called out, it's a God thing because it's not just... He's sharing the experiences of what's happening here beyond these four walls. That's kingdom thinking. So the worst thing you could do is get selfish with your pastor. You need to say, Pastor, go fly like an eagle and become what God has for the Rock Church because it will only make you stronger and make you bigger. Some say amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I've got this tilted just right now. So I'm
I'm going to be good on following my notes. You know, the lights, this is work. It's work. Amen. Psalms chapter 27, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This is David sharing at a moment in his life, he still realized there's one thing that takes priority over my life, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Acts chapter 1, verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Here we go. We got the writer Luke. Luke is the writer of the book of Acts. He was an evangelist, but he was the writer. And uh, he was describing the mindset and the desire behind the Lord that he had a choice, that I have a passion that goes beyond you. And so Acts chapter 14, verse 15 says, and saying, sirs, this is Paul and Barnabas, they are dealing with an attitude of the world. And says, sirs, why do ye these things? got to understand they were sacrificing unto Zeus and Hermes the gods that they known and we find where Paul and Barnabas looked at them and said why are you doing these things we also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. We find where Paul and Barnabas, the Bible says, they rent their clothes full of passion, and they were trying to share with them there's something greater than sacrificing to Zeus and to Hermes. I'm here this morning to tell you there's something greater about ready to happen in Fort Myers. And it's time that we realize we have got to get a hunger like we've ever had a hunger. If you believe that, you ought to clap your hands unto the Lord and say, Lord, speak to us today. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And we magnify your name right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, let's get a passion for his presence. A passion for his presence. Praise God. Thank you, praise team. Thank you all those that fill the gap of leadership in this church and those that sit in the pew those that run the sound system, everybody, this does not happen without you being here. Praise God. Passion, we would look as a word that means fervor. It means obsession. It means to be infatuated or full of excitement. 
where you have enthusiasm and zeal and a crazed emotion is how we would view passion today. But the Webster Dictionary looks at passion a little bit different, what motivates passion. It comes from a Greek word, passio, which means a suffering or an enduring of imposed or inflicted pain. It means any suffering or distress, uh, meaning there is a suffering that created this passion for uh, the things uh, that you are passionate for. Uh, it means the state of being acted upon. It means something you are subject to an external agent or influence. I don't know about you, but I think i got a reason to be passionate for Jesus Christ today. If it wasn't for him that died on a cross for me and the sins I had, thank God I've got a reason to raise my hands in a Sunday morning church service. Why i got a reason to shout unto God because I know what my God did for me. To be passionate also means the capacity of being affected by external agents, meaning to be moldable for the things of God. And I'm here tonight to tell you this morning, there ain't no greater thing you could do right now than than to have a passion for the presence of God. There are people, I believe, are walking down the streets of Fort Myers oh, that may be passionate for the worldly things, but there's something going to get their attention because something draws them in to the house of God. And they wonder, why are you so crazy doing what you're doing? A worldly person may try to come in the church and see uh, that we're not no dead church. Uh, we're not no church that's come where you sit on a pew uh, and you don't move. Uh, but we are an apostolic, uh, driven by the apostolic doctrine, uh, that we understand what it means to be born again of water and of spirit. Uh, that when they come in, uh, they may ask questions like, uh, what club did I walk into, uh, sir and ma'am? You didn't walk into no club. You walked into what I would call the mighty hand of God that's moving on the lives of people right now. Do we have any born-again people who made up their mind? I'm passionate for the things of God. I'm hungry for the things of God. For the world... Any bodily desire means it leads to sin. It'll lead to other desires that would cause much struggle in your life. It means to the world an unregenerated life is characterized by the slavery to the passions of the world. But for godly people who have crucified their fleshly passions, they have made up their mind, I love my 
God who after passion that suffered the cross for me and for you. That is a different story for me. So to be in the church or be a godly person, when you look at the word passion, it means to suffer. We want it to be all the roses and not the thorns. We all want it to be the cherries and nuts and every day would be Christmas moments. But I'm here today to talk to the heartbeat of Fort Myers. What you're suffering so you can be in the house of God, God is taking notice to what you are. It's time to tell the devil what you thought you got me locked up this week. I made up my mind. I may suffer a little bit, but I've got something greater. I wish somebody believed that around here. I wish you'd bump your neighbor and say, come on, you need to get a little passion in your spirit right now. You see, Jesus was not presented as a victim, but he suffered and died willingly, willingly for God's purpose. The sufferings of Jesus were for a specific purpose, that salvation would come to all who would believe this morning. His his suffering became an atoning act for the sins of the world. That's why you've got to get a fresh new look when you make up in your mind, I've got a passion for God. Don't let the devil get you all confused when you're going through hell and high water. You just tell the devil, I have got something that's greater. At the end of this road. Boy, I wish somebody clap right now to the window that's about ready to open up for some of you. I wish somebody clap your hands while you're in prison right now. Like Paul and Silas. What were they doing? They suffered great things for the gospel's sake. It's time to tell the devil you messed with the wrong church. Woo! I'm telling you right now, I'm ready to kick some devil in the eye. Pow! You have made me suffer too long because I understand that's passion for me. That's passion for me. Oh, go ahead, clap your hands a little bit right now. You know what that sound is? That's not suffering like you think it is. That's revival in the air right now. That's a move of the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. Passion is to be the primary force of the root, meaning to suffer. This is why people that get living for God 
all of a sudden the devil starts to put the pressure on. And they find themselves teeter-tottering outside the doors. Because somewhere they mixed up what passion was. It is just the excitement. It's that while I'm suffering, it is the root of my passion. It is why I'm here. Because if I suffer a little now, woo, there's coming a day when I get to heaven, Brother Donnelly. Oh, I'll suffer. Oh, you need to hear me right now. There'll be no mourning. There'll be no crying. There'll only be one big Holy Ghost party. It's time to take the root of your passion and say, it's my time. Oh, go ahead. Clap your hands a little bit. Why are we doing that? Because you're responding to the word of the Lord this morning. Come on, some of you. You know what you've been through this week. You ought to have crazy emotion right now. You ought to have such an enthusiastic motion right now. Suffering, when applied to the mind, came to denote the state that is controlled by some emotion. And so passion, when applied to emotion itself, is suffering. Jesus didn't die on the cross crying. There's only one time you find where he cried. And Jesus wept. But it still had to do with the resurrection. So we, we got to stop thinking, my God, Brother Willis, my God, I ain't going to make it another day. You need to start telling the devil, bring it on, baby. I've got a little passion that I'm going to knock the socks off on church on Sunday. I wish somebody believed me in the preacher right now. It's time to tell the devil, shut up. I've got a passion for the presence of God like I've ever had a passion. See, passion takes you from emotion to strong emotion. Passion takes you from weakness to that's when I am strong. Paul said, while I am weak, yet I understand something beyond weakness. That when God knows that I'm weak, that's when I'm the strongest. When you're suffering, that's when you're the strongest. It's time to get to the root of what God is doing in your life. I wish somebody lift your hands a little bit right now. I wish somebody get a little passionate right now. I wish we had a little strong emotion right now. Spirit's talking right now. The spirit is strengthening some of y'all right now. Y'all need to stop praying, God deliver me. No, God see me through it. Job never prayed, God deliver me. But God see me through this because when you get to the other side, every time the devil comes at you again, you say, I, I, I passed that test. You ain't, I, I got a passion. 
passion that goes beyond my own human intellect and my own human emotion right now. I've got a spiritual emotion that goes beyond my human emotion. That's why I get so tickled when I hear about these personality differences, and there are personality differences, trust me, I know. My wife is totally opposite of me. She's all quiet and beautiful and sweet. But then, I remember the devil trying to take one of her boys. That miss sweet, beautiful, she all of a sudden got a look of ugliness on her. You're messing with the wrong boy, devil. <laughs> there was strong emotion came up out of my wife. I'm here today to tell you right now, we got to break this thing to a strong revival, passionate for his presence. It's time to tell the devil. You keep letting me suffer because I've got a passion that goes beyond anything else. Well, this church is too loud. Get used to it, honey. This is what we call Holy Ghost party. This is what we call suffering. Y'all ain't hearing me. This is what we call struggle. This is what we call the battle. Woo. This is what we call to the devil's face. Aha! You still messing with the wrong individual. It's time to let the devil know I'm in it for God. I'm in it for the long haul. So naked I came into this world and naked I leave if I have to. Don't let your earthly vanities Lock you down from stepping into a presence of God you have ever felt, ever. See, we've got a world that pictures Jesus, this long hair, all cute and handsome and beautiful. But you want to look at him and fall in love with him. Well, Isaiah says a different story. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, not a strong plant, a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground who hath no form nor comeliness, that when you shall see him, that there be any beauty that you would desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as they were our faces from him, and he was esteemed or despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Stop looking at the church like some beautified pasture of everything going to be perfect. Because you don't realize what's going on in the root of what's going on in your life. God is developing perfection out of your stricken state. 
your unhealed state, your place where you haven't got all the answers from God. God is saying to you, do you not have faith that I will see you through it all when it's said and done? Oh, I haven't lost you yet. He says, but, but he was wounded. For himself. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was buried for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his hurts, his beatings, his blood dripping down his back by his hurt and by his suffering, we are healed. Oh, I thought for sure we'd get a little better hand clap than that, Sister Tabitha. You wouldn't be here if he didn't die. You wouldn't be here with your kids. You wouldn't be used like God if you didn't have to go through what you went through. Why? Because God's saying, I need a people to get to the root of being hurt. You've got to get a passion about you that's so hungry. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet, he opened not his mouth. Sister Williams, my cat died. I don't know if I can make it to church on Sunday. Sister Williams, I lost five dollars. And I don't know I'm going to make it the rest of the week. And yet we want to be called Christians. Christ-like. When he sees us, he's supposed to see himself. Oh, God help you. <laughs> so, see, we're getting all mixed up, Brother Donnelly, and all how we look at some of this stuff because we got to realize, uh, oh, when he looks at you and he sees the mirror of all the fire you went through, that's why he takes you into the fire so he can burn all the impurities out. So when he scrapes it off and he goes, whoa, I see myself in hell. Oh, you need to hear me. That's when we see him, we shall know who he is. I'm telling you, it's time to get some passion around here that says, thank God I'm living for Jesus. Thank God I've got a life for Jesus right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Some of y'all know what to do right now. You're like, whoa. Well, that's some tough preaching going on. No, this is real preaching. You got to stop thinking that the church needs to bring you a chocolate covered cherries every time you have a problem. See, I felt another bump there because I'm having to go over some of the stones that you placed there saying you ain't coming this far. I've come to bring the slam hammer. Wah, pow, 
that destroys some stones that are stopping you from going where God wants you to go. It's time to make up in your mind. Are you really passionate? Are you willing to suffer what you go through so you can lift your hands one more time? You know what I do right now? I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get a little crazy right now. You know what I do right now? If you've been through hell this week and you had to go through this and that and you had to rush here and go there because everything was just... It was like you were in Sodom Gomorrah time or something. Oh, hell, come on. You You know what I'd be doing? I'd be going, do, 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 I'm still got a passion for Jesus. I'd come in the house of God and say, I've made up my mind. I'm going to find God today. I'm going to find the presence of God today. Woo! Just sidestep what's been raining on you. There you go, Bo. There you go, Bo. You know what I'd do right now? I'd bring my spouse and say, come on, honey. Let's go show the devil our passion. Let's go take our passion to the streets right now. See, it's getting real. All of a sudden, it's decision time. You don't know what to do about decision time. Tell you what you do, you make up in your mind that my passion that I had in the world for movies, for sports, for TV, for fornication, for adultery, for all the vile affections I have, I've turned the coin. I am now passionate for God. I'm passionate for worship. I'm passionate to see the glory of God. I'm hungry to see God. Oh, some of you haven't flipped the coin yet. God's waiting on you to flip the coin, Brother Cornelius. You know what I do? I grab my wife right now and say, come on, honey. The devil's tried everything he can to try to stop us. Grab her head and say, come on. What are we doing? I'm suffering. I got passion. We're going to see a move of God. Our kids are going to have revival. I'm really not picking on Brother Cornelius, but I was serious. I know you're old like me, but you ought to say, I got a little old, but I got a <laughs> I got a passion. Woo! You tried for years to destroy us, but I got a passion. I got a passion. Oh, come on, girls. As much as you want to look at them boys, you ought to have more passion for God and make that man chase you while you're chasing God. See, see, gentlemen, if you're married, you ain't worth no weight in gold if your wife outworships you in my book. And you young singles, you want a girl? You know what you ought to tell them girls? They ain't not worshiping you because you made up your mind my emotion is going to strong emotion. I'm going to the nth degree of this thing. (laughs) 
That's why you'll find scriptures like this. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. The worst thing could ever happen to Fort Myers. You love the music more than you love the God that created the music in you. That you love your outreach programs more than you love the God that gave you the ability to have those houses. Right now. I'm I wish we had some passionate people this morning that said, oh, I made up my mind. I'm going to another level of emotion. I am passionate. That's why, Brother Kendrick, right now, you know what I'd be doing right now? I'd be running the aisles. And I heard you're the fastest man in this church. You ought to tell the devil, I'm still the fastest man in this church. It's time to let the devil know you're not taking my wife. You're not taking, oh no, you speaking me. I don't care what it takes. I'm getting back to the root of why I'm here. I knew I was in the Holy Ghost this morning. And I saw this young lady right here. It didn't matter. She was out of the choir. She came over here and said, what we're singing, I believe it. And she said, Just all she did was have passion on her face and start talking in tongues. She didn't care what was going on around her. Some of you need to get back to why you're here this morning. I ain't here to see you. I come to see Jesus. I come to find out it's God in this house right now. You want to know why God turned them over to a reprobate mind? Because they refused to keep the knowledge of God in them. They thought they could just live life easy unto themselves, full of the uncleanliness and the vanities of themselves, instead of operating <laughs> in the God-given nature he built you for. You were created in his image, not the devil's. He was creating his image, and his image came down to this earth, showed us how to live. Oh, but my Jesus is pretty. He's so pretty, I just want to hug him every time. We got to get to the root. For every sacrifice you go through. It's one more toe into his presence. One more challenge is another foot into his presence. One more battle is 
more. Makes me get more in his presence. That's why he says, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Mortify fornication. Mortify uncleanliness. Inordinate affections. Evilness. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Oh, for these things sake the wrath of God cometh unto the children of disobedience. But in which we also some walked some time when we lived in them. But now. Ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications out of your mouth, lying not one to another, seeing that he put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created. Oh, you need to hear me right now. It's time to take your suffering and say it's now my time to go get into the presence of God. I wish somebody lift your hands right now. Come on, lift your hands right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Come on right now. You want to know what's killing our churches today? No passion for his presence. No willing to suffer for his presence. You know what's killing our churches today? No one willing to suffer for prayer. No one willing to suffer for worship and praise. No one willing to suffer for him. No one willing to suffer for the miracle and wonder. Ask these men that worked with me this week. There's one word that drives me crazy in the millennial mindset, and it's kind of trying to seek or slip into the next Z generation right now. Well, let's work smarter, not harder. You know what you're saying? I can never go through anything tough. That is the core of that belief system. Trust me, I'm going to work smarter, but sometimes harder is smarter. Come here, brother Matt. I love this man. I, last time I was here, we, uh, we need a little help. And us old guys don't have it anymore. And we say, hey, man, we need you to go underneath this little thing, and I need you to feel dirt. And so he goes all the way down on his knees. He gets his one-hand push-up running. One hand, one hand push-up. Put your feet out there. And he does the old one-hand move. And he does this. We're going to get it in there. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. See, y'all didn't think this 50-year-old could do that, did you? Well, the smart thing would be, well, let's just leave it. Let's go get a forklift. Let's lift the whole thing up. And said in five minutes he got it done because he was willing to take the heart roll. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, if you just learn to suffer a little bit to pray, you suffer a little bit to go worship, you'd find a miracle. You'd find the wonder of it all. You'd find what God's saying. I wish I had a passionate people who are hungry for God. 
Jacob, he desired for all those things. We talked about it here Tuesday night. But all the things didn't belong to him. But it came down at the end. He went through all that. And Esau chasing him, prayed for his life. But at the end, he realized I'm missing one element in my life. All the giving that I'm getting, I'm missing one element. Where's that blessing? See, some of you stay in the suffering world because you haven't found blessing. Joseph, Jacob, for years had to work, work, and work. But I finally, he had to go back to the same place that he had the dream of the angels and ascending and descending. And he went back to that same place. And then he decided, you know what? I'm going to get blessed. Do I think he knew what was going to happen? Don't know. Bob doesn't really tell us. But I think he was tired of living the chasing dream instead of the fulfillment dream. He was so busy chasing, he was never receiving. You need to help me now. And said, Lord said to him, basically, he said, you want this? Well, I'm going to send down an angel. And you're going to have to fight this angel. You might get a few punches in, but that angel's going to put a whooping on you until the day, the breaking of the day, the Bible says. He wrestled, I believe he wrestled, I bet he was all beat up and scratched up. That angel was putting a whooping on him. But he said, I don't care what I've got to suffer. I'm going to get blessed by this. I'm going to see the blessings that I had a dream about. It's time to understand you've got to be willing to suffer all night long if you have to. But when it's done, you know what God's going to do? He took the strongest bone in his body. If I'm going to be blessed, I'm blessed. I'm in his presence. I'm where I need to be right now. Oh, you'll no longer be called little John. You'll be called John, the child of God. Woo! You'll no longer be called Jacob. You'll be called Israel. Israel, oh, are you willing to let God take out? That's why, as we stand, Mary, his own mama, she said to Jesus at this marriage, hey, We'll do what he said. He'll take care of it. And Jesus said to his own mama, my hour's not come yet. What are you doing? What do you want in this miracle? My hour's not come yet. I need to get it done. So finally, after 30 years, Mary receives the miracle she's been looking for. You see, Jesus had no time for her in Nazareth. 
because he was busy having revival preaching to crowds. And Mary and Jesus' brother said, Jesus, come on over here. And Jesus' response to her was says, woman, this is my son. Imagine what Mary went through. I, be, I carried you nine months. I had to be put up with people thinking maybe I was an adulterous woman. But in spite of everything, she had to endure. As a maligned pregnant teenager, she continued on. As Pharisees sought for facts to condemn her, she continued on. When the one closest to her questioned her virtue, she continued on. After the barrier of a son with not a lot to go on living for, she continued on. Instead of reading where Mary spent the rest of her life oh, lamenting the loss of her son, we find her in an upper room somewhere rejoicing, oh, getting drunk on a new wine. Why? She had a passionate for the presence of God. If you need healing this morning, you ought to crawl here if you've got to. If you've been fighting every spirit of depression, you ought to run to this altar right now. I'm telling you right now, you've got to go and make up in your mind. I've got a passionate for God like I've ever had a passionate for God. Some of you lost your kids along the way. Some of you struggled that maybe your spouse left you in the middle of this journey right now. Jesus is saying, I've suffered for you. Where's your cross? Where's your cross? That's why he, call, he, he terms it that way because your cross may be different than my cross, but it's still a cross. Pick up your cross and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I wonder if there's a cry in this congregation right now. Come on. Is there a cry of passion? God, heal my body. But if not, I just want to be in your presence. God save my family. But if not, I want to be in your presence. God, give me that job. But God, if not, I just want to be in your presence, oh God. Everything Come on. I don't want. Come on. Lift your hands freely. Lift your hands freely. I just want you. Go worship I just him freely. Want you. I just want you. Oh, yeah. I just want you. Come on, turn those disappointments into passion. In the passion. Turn those disappointments into passion. I just want you. 